Hello, listeners. It's Jonathan Gillum for KCSU Sports, and I'm really excited about this episode. If you saw the title, it's Why Tom Brady Isn't a Goat, and I'm going to tell you why. Now, before you cross your arms and say, of course he's the goat, he's got six Super Bowls, and all the national media call him that. I'm going to say six Super Bowls is amazing, and I'm not taking away from him. He's a great quarterback, an elite quarterback. However, we've never set criteria for what makes the greatest of all time. We just kind of threw the name out there. And nobody's really gone out and say, well, this is why someone is the GOAT. Uh, we need to establish that. And it just can't be Super Bowl rings, right? Are you going to tell me that Terry Bradshaw is better than Peyton Manning? I, I, don't, I don't think. If you make that claim, you might get met by crickets. Uh, no offense to Terry Bradshaw. He was a great quarterback. But he wasn't Peyton Manning. Is Trent Dilfer better than Dan Marino? Trent Dilfer led the Baltimore Ravens to, in the 2000 Super Bowl. The, uh, one of the few times he had a whole starting season. And yeah, is Brad Johnson better than Dan Marino? Brad Johnson's a, you know, kind of a journeyman's quarterback. Been around the league. Won a Super Bowl with the 2002 Buccaneers. And both of those times it was because great defenses won those Super Bowls. Uh, I, th I think there is maybe some modern bias we have on TB12 or other modern Super Bowls. We, we forget about some of the greats. I love Von Miller and Khalil Mack as pass rushers, but are they better than Bruce Smith and Reggie White? That is a debate for another day, but uh, wouldn't we need to say we need to see the end of Khalil Mack and Von Miller's careers before we can make a comparison? Well, I think TB12, Tom Brady, I think we've called him the GOAT too early, and we need to see the end of his career. I think, like I said, I think he's an amazing quarterback, but I don't think he's the GOAT. And I will tell you at the end of this podcast who is the actual GOAT. So we need criteria for defining what is the GOAT or the greatest of all time. First, let's just establish a baseline for people to be in the conversation of the GOAT or elite quarterbacks, right? Quarterbacks need to be able to win big playoff games. They can't be regular season superstars. Phillip Rivers can't win in the playoffs. He's a great quarterback, but he's 4-4 four four in his long, illustrious career in the playoffs. And he might go down as the second-best non-winning Super Bowl QB behind Dan Marino. Again, that's another debate for another time. Um, my point is we need a standard. And QBs like Rivers can't cut it. And I'm not trying to be mean. He just not the tie-tier quarterbacks, you know? So yes, Tom Brady is elite, but now we need to go why he isn't the GOAT. Also, I don't think we can compare stats. Stats are so misleading. They're so misleading. You need to look at multiple factors than just screaming numbers, okay? Um, and a perfect example of that is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott 
looks great when you Google it and you hit his stats and he's got a 94 rating. But watch the games. As a Broncos fan, I, I constantly have to watch the Cowboys play before the Broncos or after the Broncos, right? And Cowboys just are always on primetime television because they're America's team and have a huge fan base. So I watch their games a lot. And I've seen Dak Prescott play. And other than his rookie season, he has struggled in clutch moments and on third down plays. And that is a big tell. And that's something that is intrinsic valued over, over just his numbers, okay? Numbers are, are a great thing, but you gotta have multiple things with the numbers. And when I see Dak, I see great numbers, but I don't see him be able to push the pylon, so to speak, literally and figuratively, when he, his team needs him the most. And I think that is what can make an elite quarterback plus their ability to take over playoff games, all right? So that's why my criteria is kind of going to stray away from stats, okay? So follow me for, uh, follow me along with that. So it, it needs to be an elite quarterback that has consistency. There needs to be a consistent factor. He needs to be a consistent factor in his team winning. The GOAT also needs to dominate the postseason. And the GOAT needs to work wherever they go. And I'm going to tell you why Tom Brady doesn't live up to those three criteria. Okay? Um, and just a quick comparison, right? Elite quarterbacks, they can go and take the team on their back and win games. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. Just a couple years ago, uh, Aaron Rodgers took, I think, I don't think, a very good Packers team. He took them all the way to the NFC Championship. Uh, that shows an example. Patrick Mahomes, we've seen what what uh, he can do with that bazooka arm. Drew Brees, another another player that can literally take the team on his back and, and win. Okay, so it's it's like if you remove them, can they still win? Like Drew Brees goes away, right? They still won some games because they have Teddy Bridgewater and a really good coach, but. They definitely couldn't go to a Super Bowl or, or do some damage in the playoffs without Drew Brees, and, and that's why they've won the Super Bowl, okay? So, now Tom Brady, why he's not consistent. Brady is consistently not the X factor for the Patriots winning. Time and time again, without Brady. People forget in his first Super Bowl, he took over for Drew Bledsoe in the season but then was replaced by Drew Bledsoe, and they actually, and Drew Bledsoe was actually the quarterback that won the Patriots in that first major AFC title game in the blizzard against the Raiders that started the dynasty, okay? Also, every time Tom Brady has been out, the Patriots continue to do well without him. For example, the 2008 season when Brady hurt himself, I think in game two, Matt Castle led the Patriots to 11-win year. When, because, and uh, that, what was that because? It was because of good coaching, good team, right? Tom Brady was absent, though. That's that's the creed. 11 wins without Tom Brady. The Colts went without Peyton Manning one year, and they got him the first overall pick and got Andrew Luck. Um, so there's a quick little comparison there, too. Uh, let's go on further. Tom Brady was suspended for four games for Deflategate. In 2016, the Patriots went 3-1 with two different quarterbacks. 
This is showing that the Patriots can win without him. And also that he consistently isn't the common denominator, <laughs> little math pun, of why they are winning. And I don't get why people aren't slowly noticing that. Like, there are instances of quarterbacks that they're the reason why their team wins. And I, I'm going to look at some of these Super Bowls. The Patriots won several Super Bowls and several games by a very clutch kicker. The only Patriots got their first Super Bowl was in that Blizzard game against the Raiders. Adam Vinatieri kicked a 40-some yard field goal that nobody thought he would make in a Blizzard. By the way, with a Drew Bledsoe-led team that game. And then he nailed the winning goal against the Rams several years later. And in the Super Bowl against the Panthers, he nailed the game-winning field goal as well. All in all, Adam Venturi has kicked 18 winning field goals. Where would Tom Brady be without his kicker? My point is it's hard to find Brady being, like I said, the common denominator. He's not consistently the factor for them winning all the time. Now, does he cause them to win a lot of games? Oh yeah. Does he have some comeback moments? Oh yeah. But we haven't seen him. Well, that will be uh, that's my last point. So let's let's go in and the next reason that I have though. Super Bowl rings are important. But doesn't Super Bowl and playoff performance need to be tied into with rings? It needs to be dominance. You need to dominate your playoff Super Bowl performance. All right, um, you're gonna tell me that Peyton Manning won Super Bowl 50 all by himself? That isn't a dig. I am a Broncos fan. I love Peyton Manning. And just side note, don't get me wrong. Peyton Brain was amazing, and you talk to his former teammates. He made the teams better around him, and probably him coming in for Brock Osweiler in that Week 17 game, the Broncos wouldn't have won without him. But he also won with a really, uh, you know, top five defense of all time and that was a major factor major but i don't think they would won without peyton's brain that's that's what i'm getting at so he made those players better but anyway i got off, off track if peyton never won a playoff game and you judged him by his super bowl 50 year he wouldn't be up to bait for one of the greatest qbs of all time brady doesn't seem to dominate the playoffs consistently and the super bowl specifically so rings matter, but dominance is important. So when you hear, you've probably heard me talk about Michael Jordan, and I, there is more than just him winning six rings, okay? Michael Jordan dominated his playoff appearances when he won those six rings, okay? He was the reason, the X factor, that they won all those games. And I will be doing a Michael Jordan versus LeBron podcast coming later sometime, so stay tuned for that. Um, I'm excited to do that one too. But back to Brady. TB12's best Super Bowl performance was a loss. Let that sink in. His best Super Bowl performance was a loss to the Eagles. He threw through 505 yards and three touchdowns. And his best performance was a losing performance. He's never really had a dominant Super Bowl performance. The Falcons, the Super Bowl was, he was horrible most of the game until an epic comeback, and I'm using air quotes, 
because I'll get to that comeback in a little bit, and I'll talk, I'll highlight it. And let's another game against the Seahawks. He didn't. He did average. He threw two picks. Um, his Super Bowls against the Ram and the Eagles. He had little numbers against the Ram. He only threw for 145 yards and one touchdown. Against the Eagles, he only had 236 and two touchdowns. He's never dominated the Super Bowl. Now, the last, and I think this is an important of why we can't call him the GOAT yet, and goes with consistency too, is we need to see Tom Brady play in multiple systems, okay? We need to see Bill without Tom and Tom without Bill. And he's never played in another system outside of Belichick's system. We have to see him win without Bill. As I've mentioned, they can win without Tom. Uh, I mean, they haven't won the big one without Tom because they haven't had a chance. But in those other great Patriots teams, they could win regular season games without him. Um, And and we'll see. They got Cam Newton. We'll see who kind of wins that battle. But let's look at other great QBs, right? Peyton Manning has won with separate coaches on separate teams and went to Super Bowls with several coaches and won two on different teams. Brett Favre won a Super Bowl with the Packers and then he went to the Vikings and led them to the NFC Championship game. It wasn't a system. Brett Favre was the reason why both those teams went deep in their playoff runs. Joe Montana, the great Joe Cool, he won four Super Bowls, but did you know he actually went to the Kansas City Chiefs and led them to an AFC Championship game. He, it wasn't, it was him and Bill Walsh, but I'm saying he was an X factor, okay? I can keep going on. QBs are great if they can play without whoever is coaching. Aaron Rodgers went to the NFC Championship game just this last year with a rookie head coach. A rookie head coach, okay? So, and then finally, I have to talk about this. There are way too many sketchy instances with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Come on. People want to call it a conspiracy and write it off. A conspiracy is built on little to no evidence. How many times do the Patriots get caught cheating before we are willing to admit that maybe we should put an asterisk next to some of those wins? If it is just once or twice, many teams have had a couple times where they've been caught cheating over the years. Sometimes it happens, you know. Sean Payton in the uh, the Saints, he had Bounty Gate, right? These things happen, right? But it's not one or two times with the Patriots. Here we go, and I highly, I highly implore you to Google, YouTube, etc., and look up at all these instances. It's not just me trying to focus on one team. I'm just trying to be objective and the national media, I don't think, is talking about this. And I don't know why. But these are these are real things. Spygate, Deflategate, accused of stealing opposing teams' play sheets multiple times, filming the Bengals' sidelines this past year, scrambling the signals of an opposing team headset, which is what apparently happened in the Falcons' Super Bowl. There is a real story out there written by a real reporter talking about how the Falcons' headset had problems and then the Patriots had the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history with their record? Hmm. Okay. There's a point where, yeah, I don't want to be naive. Okay. So, all right. Got past that. Um, (coughs) uh, Tom Nalen, uh, he's a 
former Broncos center and sports analyst, has said on the air that he has gone through practices where they only practice one play for the first, very first time against the Patriots. So there was zero tape on it. And the Patriots magically knew what play was coming when they first used it in the game. And he said there was no way unless they had filmed their practices. There's another instance. They've been accused of bugging visiting teams' locker room. Fire alarms have been pulled at visiting teams' hotels in the middle of the night. And then YouTube, all the controversial calls, Tom always gets his way. I, I just, hold on. Don't we need a standard for the GOAT? Where was our standard for the GOAT? He's not consistent. He's not a consistent factor in them winning, I should say, all the time. He doesn't always dominate. And he hasn't shown he can win without Bill. And there are way too many controversies. We need a high standard for the GOAT. And I don't think this is cutting it. So who is the GOAT then? Well, this shouldn't be a surprise, but I guess it is because so many people call him the GOAT and this isn't a dig, but let me tell you, it's always has, and at this point, it still is Joe Montana, Mr. Cool. Stats are stats, but the tape and dominance in those games is what makes Joe Montana the GOAT. He's shown he can play high level on other teams. I mentioned he went to the AFC Championship game with the Chiefs. Montana was a consistent X-factor and dominated his Super Bowls. He's the reason why they won those Super Bowls. He's never lost a Super Bowl. He went four for four. He's thrown zero interceptions in Super Bowls. Zero. He completely dominated those games. And he holds the record for the most passes thrown in a Super Bowl without an interception. 122 passes. Um, over his four Super Bowls, he completed 83 of 122 passes for 1,042 yards, 11 touchdowns with no interceptions, earning him a Super Bowl record passer rating of 127.8. Just to compare, Joe Montana's best Super Bowl was against the local Denver Broncos, where the Broncos lost 55-10. But in that game, Joe Montana went 22 for 29, completing 75% of his passes for 297 yards, five touchdowns with 147.6 rating. Whew! That is a completely dominant performance. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to say, but his worst, his worst game, the one he didn't win a Super Bowl MVP, he made up for it. Because he didn't win, but not by a kicker's clutch leg, but with a clutch game-winning throw to John Taylor against the Bengals. And that is still one of the NFL's greatest plays. So there we have it. Joe Montana is the GOAT. I don't think there is any real argument for Tom Brady being the GOAT over Joe, except that we get to see him right now. We watch him. We've got to see him win his multiple Super Bowls as many of us were alive. And many of us weren't alive to see Joe Montana because we got a lot of younger generations that have really gone into being fans of the NFL. And I don't know. It's, it's just, why are we calling him the GOAT? Whenever I bring up the controversies with the Brady and the Patriots, I usually get either one, an eye roll, Oh, come on, man. Uh, or I get, 
If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, is is that fair? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I comment below. Give me a reason, and don't say if it's if it, if you ain't cheating, you aren't trying. Because I'm gonna tell you right now. If we're playing one-on-one -on -one in basketball and I shove you every time you take a shot, is that fair? How about we play golf and I take off a stroke here and there on the scorecard? How about I use a metal bat in a wood bat league in baseball? So yeah, give me a solid reason why Tom Brady is better than Joe Montana. A solid reason. And, and, and maybe... Maybe I will reconsider after this season, okay? If Tom Brady can go to the Buccaneers and do great things, then I will reevaluate and I will compare Joe and Tom side by side because Tom can then hit that consistent X factor and the winning with other teams criterion I have set, okay? Um, and until I see what he does with Tampa Bay, I think you can't call him the GOAT yet, and I think that's fair. Well, that's about all I got. I appreciate all the listeners for tuning in. For KCSU Sports, I'm Jonathan Gillum, and I'll catch you next time.